This is episode 148 of the e-commerce Coffee Break podcast. Today, I talk to Sholi Misrahi, co-founder and CTO of Rep AI, and we discuss how e-commerce brands can maximize their revenue potential with an AI-powered sales assistant. So let's get right into it. But before we get started, a big thank you to our sponsors for supporting today's episode. Accessicart helps e-commerce merchants with accessibility compliance for people with disabilities, which not only helps you avoid getting sued or fined, but also helps you optimize user experience for all your customers. Find them at accessicart.com. That's A-C-C-E-S-S-I-C-R-T.com. And use the coupon code COFFEEBREAK to get $250 off an accessibility audit of any size. This is the e-commerce Coffee Break. A top-rated Shopify growth podcast dedicated to Shopify merchants and business owners looking to grow their online stores. Learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host, Klaus Lauter, and get marketing advice you can't find on Google. Welcome. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the show. show. Hello, welcome to another episode of the e-commerce coffee break. Did you know that a lot of consumers don't like buying online because they feel there is a lack of customization, assistance, direct conversation, so they prefer to go in a brick-and-mortar store because they can talk directly to a person. Now, that's possibly one of the biggest drawbacks that you have as an online store owner. In the past, you will have seen some chatbots. They are scripted. They try to help with that. Sometimes they are even meant. But usually there is not a real experience there that takes you as far as having your personal shopping assistance. Now, with artificial intelligence coming and becoming stronger, there's ways around that. And that's what we want to talk about today. So with me on the show, I have Shaudi Misrahi. He's the co-founder and CTO of RepIE at hellorep.ie. And we will talk about how e-commerce brands can maximize the revenue potential with a AI-powered sales associate. Shaudi was leading the R&D of Browsey, a tech startup that was creating AI, working with the most cutting-edge technologies and handling over 50 million daily users and had a massive scale of data there. Over seven years of experience on R&D management is with Shaoli and over 17 years of experience in software development. So he has a very strong background when it comes to artificial intelligence or software development. So let's welcome Shaoli to the show. Hi, Shaoli. How are you today? Hi. Uh, good to be here, Thomas. I'm good. Tell me a little bit. What's the biggest problem when it comes to personalization with the user experience when people come to e-commerce stores? A lot of e-commerce stores give one-size-fits-all solution. And when visitors get to e-commerce stores, they get the same vanilla experience that all the other visitors get. There's no personalization at all. Some e-commerce merchants use personalization tools, so mix and match the products to show more relevant products. But in the end, the e-commerce experience is the same experience that all the customers get. And actually, it hasn't really much changed in the last 10 years. If you can go back 10 years ago, it's sort of the same experience. It is basically a catalog of products and nothing about is personalized. Nothing about it has a human element to it. It's all a bunch of products that are laid in front of you and you have to pick and choose. And most customers, as we know, in the end, see all this abundant amount of products and they don't know what to choose. There's no one there to help and give that, that assistance they would get in a brick and mortar store. So that's really lacking that aspect of a human touch, personalization. We're here to fix it. So basically you're saying that using an e-commerce store is a bit of a one-way street. So it's always the customer asking for questions and reaching out. But in the real world, it's a two-way street. It's a two-way conversation between two people, between the buyer and the merchant. People are coming 
from different levels into a store. They have different questions and so on and so forth. So it's a relatively complex topic. Artificial intelligence is going to help with that. Give me a bit of an idea on how can I imagine that? How does that work? Right. So artificial intelligence and also our solution itself plugs in to the website itself, into the catalog and all the purchase history, entire purchase history of the, the store. So what we do is we pull all that information and then the AI knows everything about the, the products, everything about the, the customers themselves, and also starts monitoring the behavior of customers on the website to really understand the patterns of customers based also on where they came from. So if they came from a certain campaign, if they came organically and what they're doing on the website, what they're clicking on, how long they're hovering over different products, what products are they viewing and all that. And what we do is we get a signal or basically our AI understands when is the best time to approach and what is the problem that the customer is facing. For example, a customer that's at the homepage and we get that signal of this is the right time to approach. The customer is about to leave the website. Then we approach the customer in a very personalized way with the context of them being at the homepage, that they see a lot of products, they don't know what to choose. And we approach them, try to ask them a few questions and try to get them to see products. But let's say they viewed a few products and we then get the signal of them being disengaged, them about to leave the website, something wrong is happening. Then our AI knows how to proactively approach those customers with the context of them looking at a few products. So for example, REI would approach saying, hey, I need any help with product X, and then try to offer a few product-related questions. And the whole idea is to get this customer to have more confidence in buying this product. So try to lure them in, try to explain them what's good about this product, why this product is good for them, answer any product-related question. And the idea is to get them to add this product to their cart. So in every step of the funnel, from every angle they came in, different campaigns, the conversation will be completely different, adapted to the, that customer and their needs. Okay. That's super exciting. It's very interesting to get a feeling in that while being in the store. The AI is pulling data from different data sources. Imagine like on Facebook ads, if somebody is coming there, how's the learning process? How does the AI get all this data together and maybe going a little bit deeper when it comes to your store, where does it pull the data from? So it pulls the data, first of all, from Shopify. That's the first connection. So we pull all the catalog information purchase history of customers. So we understand which products are being sold more. If we see a return customer, we'll know everything about that customer. So Shopify is the first thing. And then we also plug into Gorgeous, for example. From Gorgeous, we pull all the information that customers already asked customer support agents. So we know everything that customers usually ask. We also pull all the macros that are already pre-built inside Gorgeous to actually enhance the AI with all that information. And then we start basically monitoring the behavior of customers on the website. So not only the AI knows everything about the product, everything about what customers ask, it also knows the patterns of behavior of customers. What happens when they leave our website? So what happens before? To really try to track and say, okay, I've seen those patterns. This customer that now have seen three different products. This is the last, this customer is about to leave and we have to approach this customer. And we know what this customer is interested in because we tracked what this customer was looking at. So if the customer looked at different pants, for example, from a certain category, the conversation would be adapted to that, asking them, hey, can I help you? I see that you're looking for pants. I can offer you a few products that match your taste, right? Based on also purchase history. So the whole idea is to really give the feel of a human touch of that a brick and mortar salesperson it's so much better than having exit intent pop up or time pop up coming up, which generally is what most stores do nowadays. People might be surprised what's happening there because that's something new. That's something out of the box. They might think there is a person on the other end tracking them. 
What's the kind of user experience that people can expect in communicating with the tool? Some of our merchants actually don't want to say that it's clearly an AI to say they want to let their own customers feel like they're speaking to a human. And some say, okay, I do actually want to make it clear. This is an AI. They mark it and say the name is whatever the brand's name. It's fine to see both behaviors because actually when you tell customers that it's not an AI, customers have a full conversation with our AI without changing the way they speak. So they would just have a full conversation like speaking to a human. And customers that understand and speaking to AI would make it shorter, more simple requests. But both work. So the AI actually knows how to adapt itself and have a full conversation with both types of conversations. So it's really amazing to see that. Okay. You mentioned that it basically covers all steps of the user journey from the first contact through the conversion to the sales and support questions. Are there any kind of limitations that the AI can run into? No, actually the AI does pretty well. When there is a really, really, really complicated request, something that happens, so what we do, we try to navigate a conversation to a human agent working with Gorgeous or Zendesk or any one of those help desk platforms. It happens. Customers would say, hey, my order arrived damaged. It's completely broken. It was left outside and cats peed on it or sometimes really ridiculous stuff. And you no, know, the AI wouldn't know what to do in that case besides, of course, apologizing. So what we do is transfer the conversation to a human agent working with Gorgeous or Zendesk. And the conversation, it basically looks like that. So the AI would say, hey, sorry, I couldn't help you with that, but I'm going to transfer this conversation to my human supervisor. They can continue the conversation from here. And then basically transfers the conversation to a live agent working with Gorgeous that gets the entire transcript. It just gets in and continues the conversation from the same point. For the end user, for the customer, it's actually a very seamless transition because this is the same chat box and the conversation just continues from there. Now, from a merchant's perspective, and you already said that the transcription will go into Gorgeous or any kind of customer support system that you have. Are there any tools or reports or whatsoever that I can learn from the AI as a merchant on what's actually happening? So that's not out of my control, or maybe I can adjust certain things. Is there something like that? And now a quick break to thank the sponsors of today's episode. Estimates are that 20% of all adults have a disability, and accessibility is a growing concern for all merchants. Last year, in the United States, 77% of all lawsuits around website ADA compliance involved e-commerce sites. If a blind person can't enter a payment method, you've lost a sale. You want to fix that. Automated scripts you add to your theme can only find and fix about 30% of your issues. But our friends at Accessicard can help. They work alongside your in-house teams to help you identify issues so your site can work better for more people, including people with disabilities. Improving accessibility can help expand your audience, improve your SEO, and make your site better for everyone. Accessicard is offering our listeners $250 off an audit of any size, including their mini-audit on the checkout process, a common place to find issues. Head to accessicard.com and use coupon code COFFEEBREAK. What we do is show part of our analytics. We show basically the funnel itself. So merchants can see exactly where customers drop and also what are the problems that they encounter. So what were the conversations in each step of the funnel to actually go ahead and, and try to optimize? That's one aspect. Another aspect is to see what customers are asking about. Customers are asking about certain things. Some of the questions the AI doesn't know how to answer. So this is fed back to the merchant saying, hey, a lot of customers are asking about this product or this question about this product. We don't have an answer to that. And it goes basically to the merchant to try to provide information and feed it back to the AI. So this allows the merchant to understand 
what problems customers are facing. So this is very different than help desk support platforms, which are more waiting for customers to have questions rather than us, which is very proactive. So coming in, asking customers questions, hey, can I help you? And then really gathering a lot of information. So if you look at it, average engagement with a help desk tool, it's somewhere below 0.2% of the customers on the website. Our tool gets around 5 to 7% engagement rate from all the customers on the website. So imagine the amount of information that you get from 5% of the customers and visitors on your website to understand exactly the ones that don't buy, to understand why they're not buying, what's going on. And you can optimize your paradigm based on that, your website based on that, and more. Uh, I mean, 5 to 7%, that's a ton compared to what you usually get. Now I understand it's about product information. It's most common questions, obligation, concerns, addressing all of that. Does the tool also help with, I don't know, increasing the average order value, conversions, lifetime customer value? So does the journey go further than that? Yeah. So we're all about increasing conversion and average order value. So in each step of the funnel, we actually try to do exactly that. So at the homepage, we're trying to get customers that are about to leave and say, hey, come in, we're going to ask you a few questions and we're going to show you our products. So we're going to navigate you to the right product page based on your requirements. This is what you're looking for. If they view the free products, for example, the conversation would be all about trying to get them to add a product to their cart. So try to push them for that. So it's all about increasing conversion rate in every step of the funnel. And if they already added products to their cart, then we'd approach them and say, hey, I saw that you just added X to your cart. How about if I show you Y and Z that really go well together with X and then try to upsell. And that's actually very successful. We see a lot of increasing AOV just in that scenario, upselling it. Okay. Do you have some numbers from existing customers on how you can increase your overall success in your store? Conversion rate uplift, usually within the free trial, we try to get at least, at least, at least the 5%. So it ranges between 5 to 10% of conversion rate uplift. We go further to 20%, 30% within three months to six months after the trial. And regarding the average order value, we can easily get after the trial, usually we get more of that to 10% increase in average order value. All those complementary items that we push for customers. But not only that, especially with high ticket items, what we see is that RAI pushes or gives more confidence to customers to buy more expensive items, which usually they would you know, hesitate about. It actually pushes them to more expensive, like, like a salesperson in a brick and mortar would do, right? That's the whole point, to try to increase the average order value. Yeah, that's why I was laughing because trades... Sales assistants are trained to sell you the more expensive bit. So <laughs> very well done. So the listeners already know I'm a big fan of artificial intelligence and open AI is a big topic right now. It's all over the press. When it comes to the implementation, you said you, you connect to George's and other tools. What kind of training does the merchant have or his team have to get started? The AI takes care of 90% of the work. So once we connect all the different platforms, so Shopify, Gorgeous, Clavio, and everything. We pull all information, all the information automatically. And then basically you can say 90% of the work is done. And then what we do is what our team does along with the merchant. We work together to make sure that we tailor the solution to the merchant needs and addressing the problems that the merchant is saying that they're, they're facing. So it could be that customers don't have enough confidence in those items because they're too expensive or that there are too many items and they want to narrow it down for customers. And the whole idea is that we tailor it to make sure that it fits. First of all, it's on brand. It fits the brand language of the brand. And second, that it solves the problem, the main problem that the merchant is seeing. With that basically work that we're doing, 
Then we try to launch around a week or two weeks into the trial. After we tailor it, after we make sure it's tight, the messaging is the right messaging. Okay. One thing that I want to address, because not everyone is comfortable with artificial intelligence. People are slowly getting there, but people have their concerns about it. When it comes to data privacy, again, another big topic. And now you have an artificial system pulling all this data from different sources. From your side, what do you do that it's a safe platform and there's no issues coming up? We're a multi-tenant platform, which means that merchant, every account is separated. There's no leak of any data between different accounts. So a merchant can see and view all the data of their own account and the account data is never shared between accounts. That's first of all. Second, we GDPR and CCP compliant. So we care about the merchant's customers' privacy and we make sure that if a customer wants to be forgotten or wants to retrieve their data, we provide that information or we delete the data accordingly and we make sure it's in very high standards. Okay. One question, a bit of the ordinary. I did an interview with a OpenAI chatbot the other day and asked her, this is a digital human, the AI thinks about if IA will become conscious at some point. Now, I want to ask a human, I want to ask you, where do you think will it take us in the next couple of years? That's a broader question. What's consciousness, right? It's something that it's hard to define it, but the AI is already able to change itself and to learn. As a matter of fact, it already has conscience. I saw a study about that and I'm sure you've heard about that, but it was a granted employee from Google spoke with AI and AI said uh, things that show that AI has consciousness and then this employee got fired apparently. What we see in sci-fi movies is not that far ahead. I don't know about the killing robots. <laughs> I hope that's not going to be our future, but definitely robots that would replace humans in every step of the way. Also in terms of providing friendship, there would be complete companions to humans in the end. That's how I see it. No, I like that answer. And we want to have a friendly sales assistant in the store. With Rep AI, tell me a little bit about the pricing. How does that work? Pricing changes based on the volume of visitors to a website. It's flexible prices. We have a package that sells for $60, which is for really small brands, all the way to $2,000 for bigger brands. And we're welcome to check out our site. It's hellorep.ai slash plans. You'll be able to see all the different plans there. Excellent. Who's your perfect customer? How big does a store need to be to where it really starts making sense? We always say that from about 25,000 monthly visitors, that's when it starts to make sense. So that's where we can show real value. Below that, it's harder for us to show value because the traffic is so small, it fluctuates so much. So it's harder for us not to show value, but to prove value, right? So from above 25,000, my visitors, we can actually run A-B testing and show our merchants that this is actually increase that we're doing. They're able to see this for their own eyes. And of course, the more it grows, the more the volume to the website grows, the easier and faster it is to show and prove good results. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a great tool. It takes customer service. As I said, 10 years, customer service on a website was stopped. Now it's making finally a move forward. I think people should check out hellorep.ai and get a better feeling. There's good information there to get a little bit deeper into the topic. Shaoli, thanks so much for your time. Talk soon. Bye, Flash. Before you leave, don't forget to visit the sponsor of today's episode. Accessicart helps e-commerce merchants with accessibility compliance for people with disabilities, which not only helps you avoid getting sued or fined, but also helps you optimize user experience for all your customers. Find them at accessicart.com. That's A-C-C-E-S-S-I-C-R-T.com. And use the coupon code COFFEEBREAK to get $250 off an accessibility audit of any size. And that's a wrap for this episode. I hope you found today's episode informative and actionable. As a reminder, we have a growing community of e-commerce professionals where you can share your insights, ask questions, and learn from other merchants. 
If you're interested in joining, please visit our website at ecommercecoffeebreak.com and sign up for the community. And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review our podcast to stay updated on the latest marketing trends and strategies for Shopify e-commerce merchants. See you next time.